Hey guys, Spacey here, and welcome to Cora's podcast, Filmmaking Actually. Before we jump into this episode, part one of the full Names on the Wall panel with the key cast and crew, I want to give you a quick heads up regarding the sound quality. We were all recorded remotely, and that comes with some technical hurdles, so we appreciate your understanding on that front. So enjoy. My name is Cora, and welcome back to my podcast, Filmmaking, Actually. As you may or may not know, Space Dream Productions' first film was a short film called Names on the Wall, which actually just wrapped its festival run at the Nova Fest and Capital Film Market in April. It was an honor to be the opening night film and to have the opportunity, thanks to the virtual nature of the festival and the support of festival director Mr. Fernando Mico, to bring together our key cast and crew for a full moderated panel and Q&A with an awesome audience. While the full panel was recorded and is available on YouTube on the Fame LLC YouTube channel, and it's also available on our website under the Names on the Wall tab below Films, we wanted to share the content as podcast episodes, as we know sometimes it's easier to stream a podcast than sit and watch a YouTube video, especially as these panels ran for over an hour. Moderated by Space Dream Productions' Vice President for Marketing, Brian Redhead, this panel discusses details of Names on the Wall, so we suggest watching the film first if you've not already seen it. It is available on Amazon Prime Video, if you cannot access it on Amazon Prime for some reason, please message us and we'll send you a private screening link so you can watch it before hearing all of these spoilers. <laughs> now with no further ado, I present to you part one of our filmmaker panel for Names on the Wall. So guys, uh, really appreciate you working with us. We're trying to navigate something where we're not really familiar with, but uh, here we are. So thank you all for joining us. My name is Brian Redhead. I have brown hair, light skin, I wear glasses, I have a beard, and I'll be moderating the panel discussion, audience Q&A portion for this evening. I'm glad you guys have me here. As we strive to create this panel to be as accessible and as inclusive as possible, we are joined by sign language interpreter, Carrie Ann. A couple of announcements about the platform. You should see a chat box to the right of your screen that will allow you to converse with everyone here. Please use this as you'd like. In that chat box, you'll see a Q&A tab. Please use this for any questions, and I will get through them during the audience Q&A portion. As we move forward, I do have to say, wow, what a performance. Congratulate the cast and crew of their amazing performance. Please feel free to use that chat box mentioned above. They'll be easily able to take care of any of that. Thank you guys so much. They really appreciate it. Before we get started, I want to thank Mr. Fernando Miko and the Nova Film and Capital Film Market for the amazing opportunity for hosting this opening night screening of Names on the Wall, and of course, for allowing us all to meet here afterwards. I'd like to thank their sponsors, the Virginia Film Office and Laurel Channel for their continued support. I'd like to thank Paul John of Filmography for running this platform and allowing us to gather in this virtual space. Thank you to Tyler Cap. If it wasn't for you, I don't think any of us would be here tonight. Before I get to the panelists, I'd like to spend some time to thank the dedicated members of Space Stream Productions, Jasmine Geoff, Core's executive assistant and staple here at Space Stream Productions the last year and a half. Please introduce yourself. Um, I'm Hispanic and I have dark curly hair and glasses and I usually always have a smile on my face because I love everybody here. Um, I'm happy to be here and I'm super excited to see all of you here and I'm really happy to see where this goes. Yay, thank you, Jasmine. 
I'm going to want to thank Stevie Collins, the post-production assistant, oversaw the closed caption and accessibility for Names on the Wall. Hi, thank you. My name is Stevie Collins, and I am 28 years old. I'm light-skinned. I have brown hair and glasses, and I'm wearing a black dress. I'm really excited to support uh, accessibility for this movie. It's really it was an amazing job, and really included just amazing it was special and wonderful and amazing thank you so much cv uh, i also want to thank erica taylor who just popped up she's the supporting lead for catching the light a skin production feature film that's currently in post-production she's also the social media manager for catching the light social thank you so much eric hi i am a young female with brown hair it has a little bit of mermaid coloring in it glasses and i'm wearing my my favorite blue and white dress um yeah, so check us out on Catching the Light on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you guys for being part of our team. It's truly a blessing. And also, thank you to the panelists who have been in to make this project happen, bringing these characters together and to reunite with other shows here this evening. After I mention your name and title, please introduce yourself. Or Linda. Executive producer, director, co-writer, producer, production designer, co-editor, unit production manager, casting director, post-production supervisor, final audio mixing sound design supervisor, location manager, and makeup artist day two. Thank you for making this happen. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cora. Um, I have the amazing pleasure of working with all of these wonderful people. Um, I am a young woman with young white skin and dark hair and I'm wearing a green and uh, I guess orange and yellow dress with a Jewish star necklace. Awesome. Thank you so much, Cora. I also want to introduce Spaceship, associate producer, co-editor, music supervisor, composer, musician, final audio mixer, colorist, visual effects, and behind the scenes camera off. Hello. That's about it. Um, I am, uh, I have brown hair. I have a beard and a goatee type thing. Um, I'm wearing a red and blue flannel shirt, and I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you're here. <laughs> I want to introduce Nick Gambino, the writer, the executive producer, costume designer, and on-the-spot jewelry savior. On-the-spot jewelry savior. Oh, that's a good one. I've never heard <laughs> that one before. Uh, hi, I'm Nick. Um, dark hair. I guess this is a beard. Dark beard. Uh, checkered, no, checkered plaid. I, I'm, I'm not ready for this. I've got uh, two of my favorite movie posters behind me, Back to the Future and Beverly Hills Cop. And uh, good to be here. Yay, jewelry saving. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here as well. Uh, moving on to Melissa Tracy. She was the second unit director. She was a stunt choreographer and she was a stunt coordinator. Hi. Nice to meet everyone. I'm Melissa Tracy. I'm really honored to be here. I'm very proud of everybody. Everybody kicks some ass in this production. I have uh, curly, dark hair and light skin. Nice to see everyone. It's nice to see you. Brendan Healy, U.S. Soldier number one. That's me. Um, I'm an Irish-American guy, about six foot, wearing a green bandana to match my green eyes and brown hair. Well, thank you for being here, too. Don Nguyen, Viet Cong soldier. Hi, everybody. Hi. My name is Don, D-O-A-N. Uh, Don Nguyen is out of my stage name on, uh, on the movie. Um, my name is uh, Phuc Dong, and uh, I am 
18 at heart, wearing a dress, uh, dress shirt with a V-neck, black hair, brow eyes, uh, clean shave, and really happy to be here. Very lucky to be here. It's, uh, it's amazing people that are here, and I'm thank you enough for appreciate it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, last but not least, Mary Jameson. She was the makeup artist for day two. She was the U.S. soldier's wife. And she's also the leading actress for Space Dream Productions' upcoming feature film, Comic Relief. Welcome, Mary. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. And I was very honored to be part of this film and always honored to be really involved in anything that Cora and Stacey do. Um, I like to consider myself a young woman. Um, I have got brown hair, middle length with bangs and blue eyes and a dimple on my left side. Perfect description. Thank you again for being here. There's one more person that I'm going to want to uh, mention. It's his birthday. He's in the audience with you guys. His name's Solomon. So from the cast and crew, we want want to wish you a happy birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Thank you. Happy birthday. And also thank you again to the panelists, the people that made tonight happen. That includes you, the audience. But for now, please let's sit down, let's kick back, and let's enjoy the discussion. To bring it towards the start, uh, the beginning of this project, Cora and Nick, how did you two find each other and what drove the creation of this story? Callie. <laughs> so, so Nick's wife is one of my best friends for, I won't say how long, but pretty much the majority of my life. Um, and uh, when I was looking um, for a film to make and I was looking for, it had to be a script that had like something about it that could grab humanity and make an impact. Um, and I read, I don't even know how many shorts and there was a, a handful of them that caught my attention. And I was talking to Callie about it and she was like, why don't you see what Nick has? So yeah, Nick, what was your side of that? <laughs> um, yeah, so then Callie was like, what do you have? No, uh, <laughs> I think she told me what she was looking for. And uh, I always loved uh, single location films, you know, there's a million examples, but uh, I was thinking I wanted to take the the idea of divisiveness, whether it's political or emotional, personal, whatever it is, and how do you represent that simply? And also, you know, with the backdrop of the Vietnam War, not to get political, but like that that obviously was a was a a very divisive war, and all wars divisive. So I don't know if that that really happens, but. Um, I think there was just a point when even within the own, our own country, just politically, we were just sort of like, what is this war? Like people going like, you know, protesting the war and these other people like, no, this is what we got to do. And uh, I was just like, OK, let's strip all that away and let's just take two people opposite sides of the war, put them somewhere where they basically, you know, have to work together to survive or, you know, kill each other. And I think that's like in its most simplistic form, you and know, kill uh, because, you know. Why not just yeah. break our hearts, Nick? <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I, I love morbid endings. No, it's not true. Um, no, I just, I felt like it's just, that's where it kind of had to go at the end. But um, so then I wrote the thing. Then we made it. <laughs> it was that easy. No, it, it, yeah, it's totally. We just took it off the printer and like went to set. <laughs> it's like two years before we even hit set. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was living with you guys at the time, I think, when you when That's right. 
Yeah. Yep. I was living in Virginia. Oh, I should say, because this is the uh, Northern Virginia Film Festival, I should say that Nick is a Nova native and the script was um, written and developed in Northern Virginia. Yep. Falls Church. Yep. Falls Church. Yeah. You guys' old house. Anyway. <laughs> awesome. That's truly interesting. Um, this film was nominated here for Best uh, Best Director best drama short and best film short. So right away, I mean, you guys made something best powerful. Choreography. Well, and back, best action choreography. I know I'm oh, gonna okay. get to that though, but you guys get those awards. <laughs> Shout out Melissa. So it, it got a whole bunch. Okay, so so it, it did good. But um, I wanna direct a question kind of towards the entire panel, uh, maybe open up a little bit of discussion here. Um, what's you know one of your earliest memories of the project Maybe how did your first meeting go, uh, your first audition, your first reading, anything like that? Do you want to start? Oh, should I start? <laughs> um, I mean, we got married in a fever, hotter than a pepper spray. Anyway, um, no, we actually got married just before she flew out from the East Coast to the West Coast. And I had never been on a film set before. So this was my first, like, got dropped in, holding a bounce, kind of like, running and grabbing things and scuffing up props like hours or minutes before we needed to shoot the thing. And that was my experience. I just got dropped into the middle of it. Um, my presence is more known in the post-production phase. So I really can't speak to other than it was just amazing to see creatives like on set, uh, director, Cora, of course, actors, Brendan and, and Fook and Ian, who can't be here, but he's amazing, so <laughs> amazing, super creepy. Uh, and um, yeah, just everybody. And also um, Mary and then Keith, who's the young actor uh, on the second day of shooting. Um, all just so many, so many great people and all the crew and everybody. So, yeah, I had a great time during the shooting. Anybody else? I think this is where everybody has to answer the question. <laughs> Well, personally for me, session. I got a phone call from Cora that said, hey, do you have anything in this period clothes to wear? Like the night before. And because um, Cora and I have been in um, productions before, I directed a stage show, which she choreographed and was in with me, which, and it turned out it was just an ex amazing experience. But she literally was like, well, <laughs> for the most part, it was an amazing experience. Um, for, but like, <laughs> before she was like, hey, so this isn't in the script. So we're going to just kind of throw this at Brendan. Like he has no idea you're going to be there. He has no idea this is a thing. Um, can you potentially just show up dressed as someone in, you know, this period and uh, look sad? And I, uh, I was like, of course, why not? I've got literally nothing else to do today. Thank you so much. So yeah, that's how I got cast. <laughs> True story. <laughs> and Brendan? <laughs> it was such a surprise when I turned and saw her for the first time. It was, uh, I think that was that was the second day. We shot for two days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the second day, yep. I remember being completely exhausted from the first day um, and looking. She wanted, Cora wanted me to look from right to left. And it's kind of that part of the film where I get Kind of that trippy part where I get thrown back into, um, you know, out of my flashback, and and there she was. Mary surprised me for sure. <clears throat> for talking about first impressions, I mean, that was my first uh, audition. Of this film. And Wait, what? 
Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> he hoodwinked you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What? What happened? What did I just? No, do? I had no idea. I mean, we did the casting on LA casting. I just called in people off their resume and headshots, but I had wow, no yeah. idea for this audition. You're wow. saying you blew her away, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, because he knew some film fighting too, so that was kind of interesting. I, I think it was. Oh, eight. oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was not my first audition ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, dang. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I walk around I'm like, what's that? They're like, it's the camera. I'm like, what are these? They're like, those are lines. I'm like, oh, okay, let me just see what I could do with this. Um, no, no, my first impression for the, the project was, was the first audition. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, and it was, um, it was a gauntlet. I remember it was a gauntlet of a, a process. because It's one of those auditions where you're there for four and a half, five hours. And... <laughs> You know, they they kind of they decided that they they wanted Doan right away because he was just a rock star. He was so good that they went, okay, he's definitely our guy, but who's going to be the soldier? So I'm sitting in you know the audition room on a bench with like maybe ten or fourteen other white dudes, you know, kind of just hanging out like, okay, it's down to us. And she would bring them in one at a time. Yeah, they would come out and they would either sit on the bench or they would leave. If they left, I mean, I'm sure if, if you're an actor or an actress watching this, and you've done this song and dance before, where you're kind of sitting there like, oh man, <laughs> am I going to get it or am I going to go home? You know, they, they say, thank you for your time. You're free to go. You're like, oh, well, I didn't get that one. And I remember it was just, it was going down and down and down until it was just me and one other guy uh, in the, the waiting room. And, uh, I went in and then he went in and then I went in and then he went in and then I went in and then he went in and eventually uh, they ended up picking me. I think just because Don and I had really good chemistry. chemistry. Don made me good. That's pretty much what I'm trying to tell you. It was all him. <laughs> yeah, that was my first impression. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he was amazing. I think um, if I may go, <laughs> that was really, I thought that was a really great experience because um, Cora knew what she wanted, um, and uh, the script was amazing. Uh, me and Cora had worked together on another project. That was a lot of fun and very creative. And, um, yeah, Cora just busted her butt for so long, and so many things happened. And so the very first impression was the script was amazing. I was like, this is an Academy Award-winning script. It really should win you know, awards. And then you know, Cora's bringing it. So I knew it was going to be excellent. And there's a whole story that Cora can tell you about how hard she worked to get this project going. Talk about persistence. This lady has it. So very impressed with the persistence. Uh, very impressed with everything, like safety. And just like she lets me do what I need to do to keep the actors safe. And then the actors just wanted to kick butt and I'm just going to be quiet now and let you guys take over. But I'm, I'm just very extremely impressed with all the dedication, the quality, the social values, just, you know, the loyalty to, you know, the actors. Um, there was just so much that went through and so, so much persistence to get this project done. So that's, yeah. Anyway, I'll let you uh, take it on from there, Corey. You can maybe explain all the craziness that happened. But yeah, just a lot of work went into this before we even set, before we even set foot in the stage, you know, a uh, lot, a lot of work went into this project. So I knew it was, it actually, yeah, I'm going to just be quiet because I'll just keep talking. <laughs> More than welcome to keep talking. But I, I yeah, no, it's just, I'll just keep talking. Um, <laughs> I mean, I 
I kind of want to hear. I mean, obviously, I mean, I know, I know what Melissa is referring to, but um, the uh, um, I feel like I kind of want to know what Don just. Yeah, it's here, Don. Hello, everyone. It was definitely a journey for me through this project. Not gonna lie,、um, I can't thanks enough, Cora.、Um, I still remember the day, the audition day. It was it was really really fun to、um, to act with、uh, Brandon, and I think right off the bat we had a great chemistry. We we able to connect in a different level right away, and、um, I think、um, Cora picked a, 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 a great choice to cast Brandon. To be the lead in this movie,、um, and、um, you're also the lead in this movie, but <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. But I have to say, I mean,、um, I had an accident where、uh, the movie didn't、uh, go according to plan and got put off for almost a year. And she still、um, stay with、uh, with with me as the actor. She、uh, Cora still. Decided to, she decided to choose me as the actor for for the movie and and waited for the whole year for me to get better, and、uh, yeah, like she could have gone any different, you know, any other way, but she decided to stay. So I, I'm very grateful. You earned it over and over again. Just <laughs> overall,、oh, it's, it's, it was an experience、yeah. of a lifetime、um, working with、uh, Melissa. Working with Cora and Brandon was like a hot knife with butter. So、um, I, I, I definitely can ask for、uh, a better team than、uh, than this team to work with in any project. <laughs> you guys are awesome. As the final project came out,、um, I'm pretty sure we can all agree that this was very well done with the right crew and the right people and in the right places.、Um, Now I'm going to congratulate Melissa for that nomination of Best Action Choreography.、Uh, can you tell us what it was like to choreograph these authentic fight-style scenes that were so specific to each yeah, character?、Um, so what we,、uh, what I did is did research of the time of the Vietnam、uh, War time and find out and talk to people that had actually served in the Vietnam War and find out exactly the styles that were they were fighting with, which you know they were tra army trained. So、um, Brennan was fighting with more of the rifle, using the rifle,、um, using basic、um, brawling techniques, and、uh, and using more using his rifle to fight because they were often shown how to you you know use a rifle、um, you know to fight with.、Um, whereas、um, uh, Don's character was more doing、uh, close combat, more was more of a a close.、Um, Martial art that is、uh, close combat with lots of knees and elbows,、um, and that's the style that we're using、um, in、uh, in Vietnam at the time was a lot of、uh, knees and elbows、um, type fighting. So that's what when I was working with them, that's what we、uh, we you know that's why I choreographed for、uh, for them and for the team. And since they hadn't really done any you know extensive film fight or anything like that before,、um, they had to learn from scratch. So basically, what I did was work with Cora, and since we Cora and I had agreed that、um, I was going to carry on her vision because she had a vision of how you know the actors were going to be、um, carrying out their characters through you know, and they're going to be showing the you know the fight is an extension. 
of their characters and, and how they were fighting and whether they'd fight clean or dirty. And, and they were they were both gentlemen. So we needed to keep the fights, you know, even though they were trying to kill each other, they were both fighting, you know, in that way that re represented their characters. So, um, so Cor and I uh, decided um, the lengths of the fight, what needed to be brought out during the fights, what were the important beats, what were the important moments, um, what needed to happen, where did they need to start, what, were the, what was the expressions, what was the actors feeling in and, and the beginning of the fight, and you know what was happening and what was getting internalized through the fight, and then at the end, what you know what ended up happening, you know um, who wins, who dies, or or who gets injured, and then what is their you know. What, is, what needs to happen. So it was all a lot of work that Cora and I um, worked together um, to find out, you know, what exactly needed to happen with the actors. And so I choreographed um, the fight scenes to her vision of, you know, what um, the, you know, the characters, you know, were doing and then also what needed to happen. Um, so I just worked it out, um, you know, with the, uh, with the actors. Um, also, we had to figure out in that Brendan was a really tall guy and um, don't um, was a smaller guy. So we had to uh, come, you know, we had to have fights that made sense for that. Um, and we had to keep with the same fight style. So we couldn't be throwing in there like wushu or, you know, stuff that didn't make any sense because that wasn't what was happening during the war. You know, what was happening was, was these two fight styles and we had mm -hmm. to, you know, compensate for their height differences. So that's you know what we also worked into um and then also what weapons you know weapons of opportunity what was around at that time like rocks or sticks or you know um they, were, they ended up doing a lot of falling and training to do falls so that was another thing that I, we had to all work together and train how to do falls and then i worked with uh with cora and um, the dp at the time um actually i worked with the dp um and I actually, you know, we approved it, the DP and I approved it with Cora of, um, you know, the fights and how, you know, if they were falling, they would fall, you know, like, and how we would shoot it. Um, so it would be an illusion. So it would look like they're really falling. So um, there was a lot of uh, illusions and things like that, that we needed to create to keep the actors safe and where we were going to ha have the mats done and, and have the mats down. Because um, the actors, even though it looks like they were hitting the ground, um, they were falling on the mats, um, and we had to keep them safe. So everything, you know, had to be done safely. They took it upon themselves. We had um, training time that we we trained with them, um, but they took it upon themselves also to train outside of the training time that we put together. And thank goodness because um, we, you know, Cora allowed um, the time for me to work with the DP and to work with the actors. On the location so we had all the fights figured out exactly how we were going to shoot them i worked with the dp we shot you know all the fights everything figured out how we we're going to do it before we even started and cora allowed that which a lot of directors don't allow for that and we made sure everybody was going to be safe we knew everything we were doing before we even started the day so we had a full previs pre you know rehearsal and all that stuff so that when the day happened it just you know Excellent. it just flowed Excellent. Yeah. There's you you were able to put in so much detail into this, it's no surprise that they were able to yeah. come out with the performance that just happened. Um leading on from that, you mentioned something about how they work together. Uh, I kinda wanna follow that. Brendan and Don, uh Don, 
how difficult was this fight choreography for you two? Uh, can you please elaborate if you have any memories on what it was like uh, to make sure that you were hitting your mark, especially when it came time to filming? Go ahead. <laughs> we, um, for the rehearsal, uh, Melissa had a lot of uh, great input. Um, she pretty much broke down the action beat by beat uh, to very, you know, micro details where we able to follow, you know, um, carefully. It's like a little baby learn how to walk. But um, on top of that, we were able to um, have uh, a decent space to practice, right, Brandon? Like we, uh, right. we were practice in my apartment and we just literally rolling around and just like wrestling with each other around like like two college kids, you know, in the dorm room. It, it was fun. And um, yeah, we spent hours and, and, and talking about the actions and what would um, what would make sense for us. And um, when we got to the um, the set, um, uh, Melissa and, and, and Cora really helped us out with um, how the action would work with the angle of the cameras. And I have to say that um, they were so thorough with everything. I say they cover all their bases. So I, 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 I really didn't have to do much of, um, you know, improvisations or, or any extra steps. Right, Brandon? Like we, we were very fortunate to able to, uh, uh, to get it down very uh, smoothly. We were, yeah. I mean, Melissa spelled everything out for us. Um, you know, I, I hadn't had the most stunt experience I'd really had was when I was a kid. I have uh, three siblings. We would wrestle each other on this like queen size mattress in my mom's basement. I don't know, it's called the WWE now, but it was called the WWF back in the day. So we made the HWF, which was the Home Wrestling Federation. So that was like all my stunt experience. That was pretty much all I had. Wait, um, you had stunt on your resume, Brendan. That's why we can Yeah, I mean, you know, that, kind of, that technically counts as stunts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I remember- That's why we uh, <laughs> Because we tested him in the casting room. You, you, you did yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, you, you somehow knew how to throw a film uh, punch. I've been doing this since I was in fourth grade. So, <laughs> somehow. Um, yeah, you know and then I stopped at like seventh grade and then picked it back up for this film. Remember, remember, hey, uh, Cora, it was the end. It was the learning, the learning. Uh, Brennan, you wanted to learn. And that's what Cora and I talked about that, that, that the other guy had more stunts training, a lot more stunt training. But Cora, right. and, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Brennan, you, yeah, yeah. The other guy had a lot more stunt training. Brennan had a, you had a much better attitude, and that's why we pick you, even though you didn't have a lot of stunt training. That was what it was, mm -hmm. Cora. It was his attitude that got him, and the and the energy, the energy with uh, Don. That energy was not. We couldn't take away. There was that special energy that we couldn't, that nobody else captured. It was. Because well, uh, and I was like, I can train him. I can train him because he's got a good attitude. He's got a good attitude. Yeah. I can train. Remember, yeah, that's I mean, what's yeah. You made it very. Yeah. You made it very right, for us. Um, and you know, we we kind of it's it, with stunts. You kind of figure out what the choreography is step by step, 
And after you kind of get the hang of that, you do a little faster, and then you do a little faster, and then you do a little faster, safely, of course, you know. Um, so Don and I just practiced it over and over and over and over. And of course, you practice it at, uh, we were practicing at Melissa's um, gym that she has there. And then we were also practicing in an empty apartment. I'm sure the neighbors loved that. And uh, once once we got to the location, you know, there's always that kind of curveball of, oh, okay, so we were doing it this way, but I think it actually works better this way. So there was those hiccups that come up inevitably. Honestly, it was it was it looked so real. Yeah, well, everybody just that that was fantastic, and I mean, there's a reason why I got nominated, but not just because the choreography, but the, the actors that were involved. Yeah, um, amazing. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on for a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna address back to Cora. Uh, the the reason, the true reason why we are all here tonight. Um, this project it grew and adapted through so much to get to the point where we just witnessed. Uh, how did these challenges make you think as a filmmaker? What did it take to overcome just some of the adversity you faced? And do you have any advice for anybody that might be willing to travel in your footsteps? <laughs> I will say that this film was definitely an adventure. Um, down to the fact that when um, Spacey and I sat down, like, okay, we're going to finish it. We're going to get it edited. And we uh, plugged in the computer to start. Um, we had just moved, and I guess the wiring wasn't that good. And when we plugged in the computer, it exploded and went up in flames. So um, thankfully, there was a backup of the footage, and we were able to um, uh, recreate what we'd already edited and, and go ahead and finish it. That kind of felt like the perfect sort of like cherry on top of the existing production process. Um, I guess the advice that I would give to anybody is um, know your know your vision, know what the story is that you want to tell in your heart and don't ever let go of that. Um, I had a very strange experience and I say strange because I am a female in the film industry and this doesn't usually happen. Um, and I think this speaks to my team. Um, I was supposed to be the pr uh, producer and production designer is what I was originally getting the film made for. I was going to produce it and I would hire a director to direct it because I'd never you know, I wasn't a director. As we were going through, you know, I'd worked with Nick on developing the script. I was working with the casting, working with the locations. Like I was doing all these things kind of as the producer when we were working out to get a director on. Um, Melissa looked at me and she goes, why aren't you directing this? And I was like, I'm, I'm not a director. And then I went and talked to Nick because he and I were basically the one who the loan for the film, it was in our names. <laughs> and it was as much his money as mine that would go away. So I asked Nick about it and I was like, you know, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, you totally should direct it. Like it wasn't even a, a thing. Like nobody made me feel weird or like I couldn't do it or like I should be worried about being a woman directing a Vietnam War film. It wasn't actually until I started entering festivals that I started hearing you know, well, that's not really a female film or, you know, you don't really qualify as a female filmmaker. And I was like, I don't, <laughs> why not? So um, I would just say to anyone who wants to follow their dreams, do it and then surround yourself with people who don't put stupid restrictions on you. And if you are somebody who maybe is already in a position of extending that support to other people, 
if you see somebody and you believe in them, tell them. And if they, if you think they can do something, give them a chance. Um, and that's kind of become my sort of like driving force as a filmmaker is when I see somebody who I believe in, I want to give them a chance because I wouldn't be here if people didn't believe in me. So it's all their fault. Anyway. <laughs> I know we all believe in you. So thanks for getting us here. Um, <laughs> I want to bring I want to bring up a, another key player that might have came in a little bit late to the game, um, but if it wasn't for him, I'm not sure where we would be once again. Um, so, Spacey, hi, how are you doing, buddy? So good to see you. <laughs> I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, I, I you mentioned earlier about being brought from your music world. What what was it like being thrown into film production? Or you can go to a little bit more detail and the differences and also you getting married into it so you know you're not really having a choice you know how how did that make you feel sounds like the mafia <laughs> back in um um i don't know it's hard to really put into words um it was it was it's it's funny because the day itself the shooting day it's kind of burned into my memory because it was a long day um, well, it was over the course of two days, so it was a long two days, but it was kind of thrilling to just be kind of a fly on the wall and mainly like taking pictures of, you know, while things were happening and just kind of being there as needed. Holding the bounce. Um, holding the bounce, <laughs> as previously mentioned. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's just interesting come from the perspective of somebody who'd never been on a film set, but somebody who, you know, I love movies. I love anything creative I just it's kind of cool to be part of the process in a way where you can sort of step out and in as needed and be able to observe um, so I guess I have a unique perspective on the, the, the making of this film and, and in the sense that you know I also worked as an editor on the film so it's kind of cool well realistically though we could talk about that because the way of this is me diverting from the question a little bit it was kind of cool at a certain point um, early on in the production, like within the first six months of after wrapping the, the film shooting, um, the uh, Nick and Cora got together and they created this entire board and decided to rejigger the sequence of the film from we how it was scripted. <laughs> they, yeah, well, they, re, they, they edited it in the sense that they were taking sequences in the script and moving it around on this huge like piece of plywood moving these like sticky tabs around to create the sequence. And then once they established that sequence, which was like whole, like wholly new, it made the film just a little bit more powerful, a little bit, you know, it was just, it was interesting to see that. And then for me to come on as an editor and try and interpret that, um, I got to experience the film newly, like from being on set to the editing phase, to working with Ozzy and on the score getting you know refining the sound working with the sound department to get the sound just right and it's it's really cool just it was a good it was a privilege to kind of have that perspective of the film and get to admire what people were doing but also help support it uh as as i was able to and uh yeah you wrote the original score the the song names on the wall it's a beautiful piece how did you do it what inspired you uh, how did you keep it so authentic Oh, um, I'm going to deflect and just say it was basically watching the movie, 
having the story, the, the themes kind of fresh. Um, and then I think I submitted the lyrics to Core and to Nick, and it went through a lot of iterations, but I think the final version is like a cut down version of it. Like there was more verses, but I think the final version is like two verses and a bridge and the chorus, obviously. Um, I think really having um, Jason Shepard, who's the, the real singer, like he has this Johnny Cash quality to his voice. Um, having him sing the song, it was kind of a different, it was more like a, what kind of songs, the songs that I usually do is a, has a certain energy, but it was more, it was a lot faster when I originally did it. And then bringing in Jason to sing, he is an actual, he's a veteran. He's still, you know, he's a, he's like the real deal. And so him singing the song has a, uh, carries a lot more weight than I uh, writing lyrics could ever. But I guess it's kind of like what a writer does is they, they're hoping that they're, they can populate an actor in a way to interpret the text and bring it to life. Uh, I guess that's kind of what I was hoping for, and he did, and um, that's really what makes the song is the performance. Um, but it was also just all part, of, it's a constellation, you know? Like there's so many parts that inspire me, so many things behind the scene and on the screen, and it, you know, they, they all inspired it and led up to it. Yeah. Well, they got to the, to the point where we're at again today. Um, so amazing work. Uh, thank you for doing what you do. Stay tuned for part two, where we present the rest of this panel. And in the final portion, we cover audience questions. If you have additional questions about this film specifically, which were not covered in our panels, feel free to reach out on our social media. Names on the Wall is on Facebook under Names on the Wall. And you can always email us. Spacey will tell you how. Okay, that's it for now. Bye. You've been listening to Filmmaking Actually with Cora Linda, Space Dream Productions podcast. Subscribe to us on any or all the podcast platforms, but we especially recommend our sponsor, Anchor. If you like what you hear, leave us five-star ratings and positive reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps more listeners like you discover the show. But the best thing you can do if you really like the show is tell a friend. Want to leave a comment or ask a question? Email at filmmakingactually at gmail.com. This is Spacey speaking. You somehow knew how to throw a film uh, punch. I've been doing this since I was in fourth grade. So. <laughs> somehow. And we'll see you next time.